Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What is the perfect scenario for the Chicago Bulls in this year's free agency to where they can still re-sign enough of the talent that they need to keep on the team this season while still adding considerable talent? We're going to talk about that and more on today's episode, plus continue our evaluation of players with Alice Cruz. So we're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. If you want to follow me, you can do so right off the top at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. Now let's get into, oh, also follow the show, Bulls Central Pod. How can I forget that? That's the most important thing. If you're going to follow us anywhere, you want to follow us at Bulls Central Pod. But all right, let's get into it today. So yesterday's episode, we talked about how it could be difficult for the Chicago Bulls to really improve drastically this season, right? And that the most likely scenario is some form of running it all back, right? Outside of big trades, things like that. But I'm going to talk about the best case scenario for the Chicago Bulls in this free agency using some... um information from Spotrack as well on, on their projections of, of player salary and see what we can do to considerably upgrade the Chicago Bulls roster. First up, uh, Sp- Spotrack has uh, Nikola Vucevic re-signing for three years at $54 million. That is $18 million annually. That is much less than his cap hold of $33 million. So that saves the Bulls some of that space there in the cap. So that's solid. They also have Kobe White signing for four years, $56 million. That's $14 million annually. If you watch uh, Locked on Bulls yesterday, it's right around kind of where we expect uh, Kobe White to sign at. Now, for me, I think Kobe White's probably going to sign more like a three-year deal to try to get back to free agency as quick as possible. But, hey, if he signs that four-year deal, four years, $14 million annually, of course, it wouldn't start off with that. It increases a little bit over time. And then re-signing Io DeSumo, um for uh, his qualifying offer. That's $5.2 million. What that means is that Io DeSumo, um, rather than try to sign a long-term contract after his bad season last season, he uh, signs or just takes the qualifying offer, bets on himself, and then goes into next year's free agency unrestricted. And um, at that point, hopefully he's having a better season and can sign a more uh, better, fair, long-term deal. Now, that's one of the things that I did not consider with this. Usually in free agency, we do take and we do think that these players are going to go after the more guaranteed money right away. But a player like Iota Sumu, who's had two years in the league, right, and even that qualifying offer is going to be such a substantial raise for him that he could very well take that, that qualifying offer with hoping that he's going to play better next season and then garner an even larger contract. Now, you know, that could help the Bulls in a couple of ways. It, I told you guys before, when you sign players to shorter-term deals, it kind of, in a way, preserves salary cap because then, at that point, that player is coming off the books again next season. So you get that money to try to spend again, right? Um, well, a little bit less because other players' contracts do uh, increase over time. So that's something you could look out for there, right? And then looking at the contract of uh, Vooch at, at three years, $54 million, I tell you what, if the Bulls can re-sign him, I know some Bulls fans aren't going to uh, agree with that, but if they can re-sign him at that number, I consider that a pretty fair number. I look at all those numbers from Spotrack, 
And I like that there that those are fair numbers. Now the reason why I'm I'm focusing on those three players because signing those players at that level of deal it still allows you to use your four point four uh million dollar buy annual exception that the Bulls will have this year. They didn't have last year because they used it on Tristan Thompson the the season prior. That also then would allow them to use their full eleven point four million dollar taxpayer mid level exception, right? Because again, they are. Uh, they do pay the tax, but they are they are, they are under the luxury tax, so they're over the cap. So that I'm sorry, non-taxpayer mid-level exception, they're over the salary cap or below the luxury tax. Now, what that allows, if the Bulls do use all that, keep in mind, you're re-signing Vooch, you're re-signing Kobe White, you're re-signing Sumu, you're not trading away any other players. That still allows you to to bring in two more players for that by for those exception level money, and that still brings you has you right underneath. The luxury tax. And when I say right underneath, I mean like it's it's like $700,000 right under the luxury tax. So that will put the Bulls right there, right? The 750000 below the luxury tax is what they would be with those with those numbers. Now, at that point, you've re-signed your, your center, who's one of the top 10 centers in the league. Uh, you've re-signed your young stud in Kobe White. You've even brought back Io DeSumo and given him basically a prove-it deal and seen what he can do at that point in time. And you've now brought in two players with those exceptions and maintain under being under the luxury tax, which Jerry Ryan Dorse allows us to do. Now we're not going to get into what players you can go out and go after with that uh, with that mid-level uh, exception or biannual exception. But again, those are decent contracts that you can then go after and try to get players with. Now, the, keep in mind this is without trading anyone else away, and this is with signing those three players. If you if you change that, if you don't bring back Nikola Vucevic, and you and you uh you 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 eliminate that $18 million, that then could potentially open you up. You're still over the tax, right? I mean, over the, the the salary cap, but below the tax. So what that then allows you to do is maybe file for a disabled player exception for Lonzo and then use that, which would be $10.1 million, to bring in another player and still be under the luxury tax. So that's kind of the best case scenario for the Chicago Bulls when you look at it. And you can look at any players. Maybe maybe tomorrow we'll talk about players that the Bulls could then go after and get um in those areas. But hey, that that is as of right now, without without the Bulls trading away. Now that's if they do end up trading away Alice Cruz. So if they do end up trading away DeMar DeRozan, if they do end up moving Andre Drummond, who seems like Andre may opt in as well, if they do um move those players, or even Andre opts out, goes somewhere else, or Vooch signs somewhere else, whatever it ends up being, that opens up a little bit more. But I think that's probably the best case scenario we're looking at the Chicago Bulls to really add talent to this this team. And like I said, it's not going to be the level of talent that some of us want, but that could potentially get you a Mike Conley Jr., right? Probably not going to get you a Fred Van Vliet, but it could get you a Mike Conley Jr. to come in here. Could it be enough to pry away Trey Jones from the, the San Antonio Spurs, right? Again, I know I just said I'm not going to get into specific players, but those that's kind of the mindset. So that's kind of the best case scenario. That is what the Bulls are looking at unless they get even more creative, which – like I've said, AK can absolutely get more creative. He can use sign-in trades. He can do those type of things to kind of alleviate some of the deals we already have on this team to bring in other players. I mean, when you look especially like what we got Lonzo and, and Debo for and, and the players that we sent out in some of those sign-in trades, anything is possible. So, you know, looking out for that, if the Bulls do uh, do something, some type of variation of that, it's probably their best-case scenario and probably is a little bit more optimistic even than what I was thinking on yesterday's episode as far as the Bulls' ability to really add considerable talent to this team. Let me know what you guys think on that. Again, just to kind of recap here before we go into the next topic, that's signing Vooch for three years, $54 million, re-signing Kobe for four years, $56 million. That works out to $18 million 
annually and $14 million annually for both those players. That's bringing back Iota Sumo on a basically one-year prove-it deal at his qualifying offer of $5.2 million. And that is then going out and using your biannual exception at $4.4 million and your mid-level non-taxpayer mid-level exception at $11.4 million to, to bring in some outside talent to this team. Let me know what you guys are thinking on all that down below. All right, let's get into the next topic. This is just a quick one. Laurie Marketing is officially the most improved player of the year. I think that writing was on the wall for that. Him and Shea were really the only two you could really look at for that. And as I've said before, I think that Shea Gilgis Alexander should have been an MVP uh, consideration if his team won more games than what they did in that season with the way that they won. It's just, it's kind of not going to happen. But again, so, you know, and the Laurie thing, look at his averages, 25.6 points per game. 8.6 8.6 rebounds per game, uh, really good shooting percentages as well. Probably had one of his better defense. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Seasons as well. He's on a partially guaranteed deal next year with the Utah Jazz. And I think I think they'd be crazy not to bring him back on that deal because it's only like it's a $18 million deal. If he was to go to free agency right now, he's going to command a lot more than that. Um, and see what they do with him long term. They could even look to move Laurie marketing this season depending on what the Utah Jazz get in in their um in their draft stock so you know it, it's crazy to, that a player can have that season that they did and you're not necessarily sure if the franchise is going to buy into them long term just because of like 
where the franchise is, not because of where the player is. But, you know, I think Laurie should be a tale for everyone and, and all Bulls fans on why you don't give up on talent early. And I know uh, I've got the user who's always in there like, well, the, the AK traded Laurie. Yeah, but the damage was done by then, right? By the time AK and Eversley came into this team, the damage from Jim Boylan and the guard packs era had been done and gone. And I think the writing was kind of on the wall that Laurie was going to go elsewhere. He needed to. And he's on his second stop after leaving the Bulls even with the Cleveland Cavaliers, didn't even though he, he he played a little bit better at stretches, he still didn't have that confidence that he talked about that he built. And we saw him just use that to propel him into his best, by far, season in the NBA so far. And so I'm never somebody who's going to root against Laurie, and I hope Laurie does find the success that, you know, he's, he's found this season and can turn that into a more consistent thing. And so if he does, I'll tell you what, Laurie turned himself into a hell of a player, and I do think that that is something that we need to look at. And that is why not only is picking the right player, right, right, in, in, in the draft, drafting the right player make, is, is, is required, right? You have to draft the right player, but you also have to bring them into the right situation. You have to have the right coach as well that is going to get the best out of them and that is going to help build that confidence. And Laurie just didn't have that situation here at in Chicago, unfortunately, even after having a really, really good rookie season and a solid second season as well, and they kind of started falling off after that. And so it's unfortunate, you know, that it didn't work out here in the Chicago Bulls long term. But uh, shout out to him for just, you know, going out and revamping his career in another Bull, as well as uh, Chris Dunn down there in Utah, possibly revamping his career as well. You know, albeit a small sample size, but we'll see if he can turn that into something as well. But I wanted to spend some time giving shout out to Larry Marketing for winning most improved player of the year. Now, let's get into the main topic for today. Um, in a way, I guess the first topic was also main topic. We're going to continue our player evaluations. and We're going to be talking about Alex Caruso. So Alex Caruso last season, 5.6 points per game, 45.5% field goal shooting percentage, 36.4 three-point shooting percentage, which I'm actually surprised it's that high. I didn't feel like it was that high. On 23.5 minutes per game, uh, he had 2.9 rebounds per game, 2.9 assists per game, and 1.5 assists per game. Um, overall, uh, Alex Caruso's stat line does not really in, in, get, give you the value that he's had to this team. When you look at the plus-minus, the on-off courts, yes, we are a much better defensive team and team overall when Alex Caruso's on the court. And I know a lot of Bulls fans ask the question of Alex Caruso's role. Why does he play so many minutes? Why does he do this? And a lot of those Bulls fans aren't fans that watch games because Alex Caruso, more times than not, makes his impact on the defensive end felt this game. After playing 41 games last season, he played 67 for the Bulls this season which is the highest of his career. He was one of a few Bulls to actually play the highest number of games in their career. But again, in defensive rating of 109.3, which we've talked about before, anything sub 110, anything below 110, that starts putting you towards that elite category. He also had a true shooting percentage of 58.8 and a PER of 11.5 for my advanced stat nerd. What does that all mean for Alex Caruso? It's really, it's hard to judge Alex Caruso's season for a few different reasons, right? A, he played primarily out of position, right? But for a large part of the season, especially after the All-Star break, Alex Caruso was playing power forward for it, right? And so that's not the role that he was to play when he came into this team, and that's not even the best role suited for him. Also, because of our lack of shooting, he was forced to take more shots, and he's never been a, a volume shooter, right? That, that, that 36.4 uh, free three-point percentage is his career average. He averages 36.5. He gave you what this front office signed him for. But was that enough? That's really the question you have to get to when you're talking about Alex Caruso and his impact. The missed shots, the mid-wide open shots when we needed big buckets, that sucked, right? And, and that, that was terrible. And then even times defensively, 
where he didn't give us what we needed defensively, you still have to look at that and be like, yeah, but he's guarding 6'10 guys as a 6'3 point guard, right? Or guard, because now he's not just a point guard. And so this is one of those situations where he's not going to get the best grade. He's not going to get a terrible grade either, because I do look at some of the faults and situations that he was put on, put in, were on head coach Billy Donovan. And that's just, you can't, you can't ignore that. And, you know, shout out to Alice Caruso for stepping in and playing a role that is not his, his, his role at all, or his position at all, and, and doing it without complaining, without hesitation, with still trying to compete and give us all when he played that. And some nights he just got outworked. And I try not to judge a player by what they didn't give us if it's not in their skill set, right? So judging Alice Caruso for not being able to shoot is something that I battle with because he's never been a shooter. And that's not something that is his role. Now, that is something that you need on the basketball court. And it is something that we need on this team. But overall, that's never been Alice Caruso. And so asking him to do something that's not him and having to rely on that is something that you have to look at A.K. Eversley and Billy Donovan for putting him in that situation, the roster construction, and then how he's used in his role by head coach Billy Donovan, in my opinion. So, you know, I'm, I try to be fair in these evaluations. I still think the highest that I can give Alex Caruso is a C minus. He was so good defensively. And he was so important for some of our best defensive runs, our best defensive stances and stretches. Alex Caruso was important in that. Leading the league in um in deflections and things like that and what he did. And at one point it was him and Javante Green and all that. You have to take that into consideration. Alex Caruso plays with heart. He can't stay healthy sometimes. Um, he's gonna miss a lot of shots for you, unfortunately. And those type of things are gonna happen. And you still have to, but you still have to judge it, right? You still have to judge it based off the need of this team as well. So this was the situation in which I came in trying to evaluate what we needed from Alice Caruso versus what is his natural skill set, and then try to come up with something in between those two, right? And I think a C minus grade is fair here. I honestly think if anybody else gives him a D, I can't ignore that. I, I really can't argue with you there. But you look at some of the Bulls' best uh, lineups last season right? Some of the lineups that had the best plus minus, Alice Caruso was in those lineups. When you put Alice Caruso at the two and DeMar DeRozan at the four, the Bulls were plus 13.7. When you put Alice Caruso um, out there at the four, it was bad. It was bad. It wasn't as good as what it was before. Now, when you have Alice Caruso at the two with Zach Levine at the three, that was that plus 13 lineup. And then when you have uh, the lineup of Kobe White, Io DeSumo, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, and Andre Drummond, they were plus six, which surprisingly enough, that was crazy to see as well. But overall, what Alice Caruso did bring to this team, I still have to give him kudos for that. I still have to appreciate that. And I know some people are all for crapping on Alice Caruso. I can't personally do that because I, I, I try to evaluate the reasons why those things happen. But for me, Alice Caruso gets a C-minus grade for me. You guys can let me know down below what was your grade on Alice Caruso for this season. But that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. See red if you can, y'all. I love you guys, man. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.